I'm gonna see if I can do this. I'm gonna see if I can get these to rile each other up. <clears throat> She's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys are wonderful, no, but you're we, still gonna we, punch each other in the face <laughs> come May 13th. I mean, that's happening. We'll <laughs> both go out there like animals. Yes. We'll both go out 100%. There, 100%. But we do still like each other. Yeah. It's actually something that's really cool about boxing. Even if you watch it, like, there's a lot of real, there's just a, a sense of respect. Hey guys, and welcome to an EFN edition to a Legends Boxing Podcast. We have two guests in-house. This is so exciting. This is super exciting, and it's even more exciting because they're fighting each other. So welcome to the Legends Boxing Podcast, you guys. This is Adrian Hoops and Courtney Manwaring, and they guys are fighting each other come May 13th. How excited are you guys? So excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. Are I'm you stoked. pumped? Oh, yeah. I feel like the anticipation and the excitement just... It's it's a snowball effect. Every week it just gets bigger and bigger. So I can see it. It's kind of like you guys can see you the feel it? energy exciting, <laughs> yeah, resonating off of this here? here. It's like this the lighting in here just got even brighter. It's like yeah. the wow energy. Andrew's going. idea. Let's get people who are fighting each other into the same, same room, room. in closed mm-hmm. space. Yes. And we'll see how good I am at getting you guys to talk shit about each other, which probably won't happen. These two no. are really like this nicest and Not sweetest people ever. Um, so you guys have probably seen Adrian before. So tell us a little bit about you, Adrian. Where are you coming from? Where are your background? What what made you excited about wanting to take on EFN? Yeah, so I joined at Legends Boxing Sandy a couple years ago at the end of high school and then took a little bit of a break and then joined on the HQ team January 1st of 2021. And then in my role, I was kind of marketing media, all the things, and then getting to be around EFN, I just fell in love with the event. So uh, I can't remember when it officially happened, but I'm officially the event director for Legends. So EFN is kind of my baby. Um, and this year just decided to throw my hat in the ring. So, yeah. That's a pretty big jump. <laughs> I mean, from putting it on and just like organizing all of it, which I know firsthand is not a small task. It is very hard to promote a boxing match and to organize it. It's, it, you know, so hat goes off to her intensely, but a huge jump from organizing and putting it on and then wanting to get it in the ring. Is there anything that particularly set you off to do that? I actually wasn't going to. I A couple of weeks before we had decided on our match, I had a coach ask me during a class, like, oh, is this event going to be your debut? And I laughed in his face because I'm like, no, I, I don't spar. I don't want to fight. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then Courtney submitted her name. And size-wise, there wasn't other names in that category. And I was looking at it and I was talking to my sister and we're like, what if, you know, what if, what if you did it? And I kind of threw it out the window. I'm like, absolutely not. And then I talked to the people in my life of like, was this a stupid idea? Like wanting them to tell me, don't do it. You're dumb. And they're like, no, you should do it. And so then I called Rob and I was expecting Rob to shut it down. I was like, no, you have to run the show, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, let's do it. And so it was more so everyone in my life believing in me a little bit more than I did currently. Um, so yeah, it's a little jump, but I'm excited. That's good. I mean, that's good. I, that's going to be great. I'm And I'm happy to hear that you did have all of those people in your corner that believe that you can do something like this. And then even Rob, like one, I mean, again, I know Rob probably more than anybody else does, but 
if Rob can go, yes, what that means is that you've done such an amazing job in the last few years with EFN that he has all the confidence in the world that come night of the fight, you're going to be solid, ready to go, get in the ring, fight, and then do what you got to do for the rest of the night. So Mm -hmm. congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Courtney, how's training going? It's so good. So good. It's so good. Yeah. It's, we're, we're at the point now in training Let's see my math skills. Are we 25 days? This is 25. so we've been training now. This is the sixth week then. Mm-hmm. Like this is week six. Mm-hmm. So now by at this point, I feel like probably everybody is feeling similarly that little things are starting to kind of come together mm-hmm. now. So I think those first like few weeks, it's definitely a fire hose. It's still a fire hose. You're still drinking out of a fire hose with all the information. Um, but I do feel like those first few weeks, you're just you're so focused on just trying to master like one little tiny thing every time, um, every time that you go in for a class. And then now, like six weeks into it, I feel like a lot of those little tiny things are kind of starting to come together. Like I'm not having to think about certain things quite as much. The first two weeks, I'm pretty sure I was just trying to tell myself to breathe. <laughs> so like literally yeah. If anyone who hasn't boxed, like, <laughs> breathe. really, you're trying to breathe. tell yourself to breathe. I mean, that wasn't just like a, a joke because you can breathe when you're on the bag, but then <laughs> debatable still sometimes. I don't know. You know what? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. those first couple weeks I was not breathing even when I was on the bag. So you hold you tend to hold your breath a lot. So anyway, I do feel like things are starting to come together now at this point, which is really exciting because I do have videos from that first week. And I have videos from the first time I sparred and like, so I, it's been really cool to just to see the progression and to feel the progression too, like to, to feel differently. Like when we're, when I'm sparring as I, than I did when I initially started, um, it feels good and it feels like it feels validating too, because it's not, you know, it's not a small time commitment. Mm-hmm. So You know, we have the, I'm sure you guys have heard plenty of times the thousand hour rule Mm -hmm. that's referred to, you know, when you're trying to get good at something. I don't, we don't have a thousand hours in nine Mm -hmm. weeks. Like no one has the thousand hours within the nine weeks that we have to train because everybody has families and jobs and, and events that they're mm-hmm. that yeah. they're planning. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Adrienne. Her Podcasts whole, her whole, to be on. Her whole life is EFA. I live at least. Like planning it, training it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, so we're trying to cram that thousand hours essentially into the in the nine weeks. So it's, it's not a small time commitment. So when you do start to feel gradually more comfortable, it's really cool. That's it's awesome. really cool. And it makes you feel like, you know, like, hey, I'm, it's working. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. I love to hear that. that that's always <laughs> good as a coach yeah. to hear your fighter say, it's working. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. I love that. Well, so with that, I wanted to say thank you to all the coaches who are putting the time mm-hmm. in for this event. It's not an easy task. I mean, as fighters, yeah, we're putting in the work, but coaches are taking time out of their busy lives to help us prepare. So I'm super grateful for them participating and helping with that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's actually a big shout out to all the coaches for EFN, all legends wise that are helping out. So thank you. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about why let's, let's talk about who are you representing? What company are you representing? So I'm stepping in the ring for Operation Underground Railroad. Um, That is who I will be representing. We are a nonprofit agency that's at the the front of the fight against child trafficking exploitation. So that's who I'll be representing this year. If we can just bring more awareness to the fight, there's so many different ways that, that people can get 
involved. And this event gives us an, a big stage to, to kind of get the word out there and bring awareness to people that, that this is a thing that it's happening everywhere, literally everywhere. It's happening here too. Unfortunately, yes, we are in Utah where nothing happens. (laughs) It's happening here. So if we can just bring more eyes and attention to, to what's going on so that we can get more people involved in the fight, then, then, uh, this us participating in this event is a huge success, which honestly, I feel like we've already gotten to do that through, through the event. So the publicity and and stuff. So, and with that, so OUR is this year's feature partner too. So normally with executive fight night, each fighter is representing their company, but with that, OUR is a little bit more involved in the terms of being this year's feature partner. Yeah. I was actually Mm -hmm. just going to ask you about that and how that partnership kind of transpired how that that came to be yeah so involvement wise so we actually had somebody representing OUR last year his name is Zach Bell um and his wife is involved with the organization and then their president and founder Tim Ballard I believe is a member at Orem Mm -hmm. so you guys were starting to talk just hey what's this involvement kind of look like I got forwarded an email of hey OUR is interested in participating in participating in EFN, what does that look like? So we set up a meeting and it's been great ever since. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it sounds like it's been an amazing thing. We've got a couple of people in this EFN that are representing OUR, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Courtney, and then we have another individual, I think it's the main event, right? Yeah. So the main event will be James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy, um, and he is representing OUR as well. That's amazing. So this is, this is the first time um, in EFN history, we've had such an amazing cause that we're really trying to be to partner with and, and help out. So any of the proceeds going towards Operation Underground Railroad? Yeah. So we actually, it's funny you ask, it's on the oh, table. Look That's at this. weird. It's so crazy. So we just launched a limited edition OUR wrap or hand wrap. So half of the proceeds of these wraps will be going to OUR. They'll be available for sale in your local Legends Boxing Gym. It's available on legendsboxinggear.com. We'll be pushing them at the event. Um, And I don't know officially what I can announce yet, but we have some exciting stuff planned for the event. Well, then keep people in suspense. We like that. We like surprises. (laughs) We want to know what to look forward to. There are very cool individuals involved. Yes. Yes. So big name people are going to be there. So May 13th, you guys, where can they get their tickets? EFNboxing.com. Perfect. That is very easy to remember, you guys. EFNboxing.com. Mm-hmm. So Sandy is where you started. Yes. As just a member, right? Yes. Okay. Now mm-hmm. tell me, was what, what journey was that like? What was that like becoming a boxing a member of a boxing gym? I mean, I kind of was just curious. So I Googled boxing near me, came up. The Legends Boxing. So I joined and I think something with training that's been cool to see is like pre-training, I was kind of the person that would like look for an excuse to not go to the gym. Like there's people in my life, like my boyfriend, that it's his day is thrown off if he doesn't go to the gym. And mine, I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't make it (laughs) and everything. And so, yeah, that was kind of my experience before of like, oh, I got to go to the gym. And so that's something cool with training that ever since training's happened, it's like, it's not an option. Like I got to show up. Doesn't matter if my stomach hurts. Doesn't matter if a meeting ran over. It's like you're going. But yeah, so pre-event, my fitness journey motivation kind of ebbed and flowed. So I loved the program, loved the environment, um, loved how it wasn't about like 
gym intimidation. I feel like that's something I struggle with going to other facilities of like, everyone's looking at me. I don't know what I'm doing. There's no one here to help me. And so that's what I really loved about Legends was just how welcoming it was. Eric from Orem was the head coach at Sandy at that time. So he was my first head coach, super awesome rock star. Um, so yeah, as a high schooler, I was, I think junior year, it was just a really cool experience to be welcomed into what is typically viewed as an intimidating sport and then have it be like an easy to understand program. And it's kind of funny because I went to pick up a print order the other day and it was Legends branded. And the lady who was giving me the order, she was probably 60s, 70s. And she looks at me and she goes, you, you don't box, right? And I said, yeah, I, I do. I actually have a fight coming up. And she just goes, I, I'm too old fashioned for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But it's like, the, I, that's what I love about Legends is it's just, it's welcoming to everyone. And it doesn't matter your background, your fitness history or motivation. It's like, there's a friend for everyone. There's a bag for everyone. And it's, there's a class for everyone that it's, there's always levels of moderation and everything. So it's, I, I love the Legends program. It'd be bad. It'd be awkward if I didn't, but yeah. a little awkward yeah. considering you work for corporate marketing. Now. It's, it's bad, yeah. but yeah, no. Tell I us a little bit about that though, about that journey. How did that fall into your lap coming in and being a part of HQ? Uh, yeah. So the, my job that I got out of high school is a digital marketing agency, super awesome opportunity. We started picking up some projects for corporate that were needed, just graphics, just simple things like that. And then they liked our work. So then we had the opportunity to merge onto the HQ team. Nice. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, yeah, January of 2021. That's right. You did say 2021 and mm -hmm. you recently were promoted to the director of marketing. Right? Yeah. So it's media and events director, but yeah, with marketing, I work in tandem with Connor Stone for oh, okay. handle all legends marketing. That's awesome. That's so that's, there you go, guys. Anything and everything you've seen, legends, <laughs> it's coming right from that brain right there. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, Courtney, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you come from prior to being with Operation Underground Railroad? So, prior to being with Operation Underground Railroad, I was a cop for five years. So, and there was a, there's a little bit of an overlap. There's about a year of an overlap where I was kind of doing both, burning the candle at both ends. Okay. <laughs> um, Anyway, so that's that's where I started. I I quit I quit law enforcement in September twenty twenty two, I think. Okay, so not that um, long ago. Not yeah, not that long ago. It might have been the end of very end of August, but somewhere around there. And I did that just so I could spend some more time with my two little kids that are at home that I already feel like I can't get enough time with. Mm -hmm. So um what I do for Operation Underground Railroad, I'm able to do mostly from home with a little bit of travel here and there. So it was a really good segue to leave law enforcement. Law enforcement I was really attached to emotionally. Um, it, it was an amazing career. It was awesome. It's just also really hard to do with a family. Mm -hmm. So the Operation Underground Railroad opportunity kind of fell in my lap. I started, I started initially as a contractor um, and then had the opportunity to come on as, a, as an employee that works kind of out of the Murray office, but I mostly remote, I do mostly remote work. So, and I'm in the domestic law enforcement operations division. So what my division does specifically, um, this might be good to mention because a lot of people know that OUR runs international operations all around the world mm -hmm. constantly. Um, but a lot of people don't know what we're doing domestically. So, and that would be my division. So mm -hmm. domestically, what we're doing is, is helping bridge funding gaps for the forensic equipment or 
ESD canines, the canines that are sniffing out the electronic devices um, in houses on warrants or or not just in houses and anywhere, you know, on these different search warrants that are related to Internet crimes against children or, or against people in general. Um, that is it's it's a very expensive fight. Um, a lot of people don't know how much that kind of equipment costs. So um, what we do is help agencies. A lot of times they'll they'll try and like cost share with us and and we'll try to help them get the equipment that they need to make a difference in the space. So that is what my division does. That's how we help domestically. We don't run operations within the U.S. because we are a non-government organization. So we leave that to our brothers and sisters in in blue and and all the other colors. You know, so you're basically so. a superhero. Saving the world. No. <laughs> not not Is me. Is that why you're wearing red? <laughs> Damn it. Andrew. Andrew had to call me out on my red shirt. I wanted to be in black, but I, I well, she's fighting out of the red yeah. corner every day. I am fighting yeah. out of the red corner, so it works. <laughs> well. So it works. But so that's like that's kind of my my upbringing. I have absolutely loved working for for OUR. That's it's awesome. been it's been so awesome to get to get to do that. And it's a it's an important fight and to to get to feel like you're making a difference at all, even in a in a little way, is it's it makes a big difference for for you know, so many and, other yeah. people. Well, in, in my life it makes a huge difference just knowing that I have like a little bit of a little bit of a foot in the fight and, and anybody can. <laughs> anybody how can would they? so Anybody who's listening right now, what's the easiest way for them to be able to be a part of this fight? The easiest way, I would say, is going to the website. That's OURrescue.org. So there's two R's. OURrescue.org. And going to join the fight. And there's so many different ways that you can join the fight. Obviously, we can, like, we accept donations. um, But there are different ways that people want to donate time or they want to donate resources that they have access to that we might be able to benefit from, like when doing a fundraiser or doing an operation or something. There's so many different ways that people can get involved. It's kind of the sky is the limit. So if you do go to the website and go to join the fight, it'll have you fill out a whole bunch of different information and also what you may have to offer and and. I mean, that it works, it works wonders for the organization because I mean, we've had people even, even say, Hey, like I own a house in in this place, like if you guys are ever there doing an operation and you need somewhere for your operators to stay, like, let me let them stay there for free. Okay. That's a huge help to the organization, but it wasn't technically a money donation, like, you know, like hard cash donation, but it was, they just saved us a ton of money by letting our operators stay in their house in whatever place. So there's just, there's so many different ways that people can get involved and also feel like they're making that difference in the fight. And honestly, we need everybody. So absolutely. That's amazing. And again, guys, if you want to do it real quick, you can literally just jump onto any one of your outlets, go to your local Legends Boxing Gym, and you can support um, Operation Underground Railroad just by buying a pair of hand wraps. Um, and trust me, that does go to a very worthy cause. So thank you guys for all of that. I love that. Let's talk boxing. Okay. So now I, I'm sure you guys can see on camera, if you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> Courtney's jacked. Okay. Oh, so talk to me about, you're obviously, <laughs> you're obviously not like unfamiliar. I've been telling people you're jacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first time I shook her hand meeting her at fire orientation, I'm like, calm down there, killer. I've had people be like, <laughs> she has forearms. I'm like, I know, shut up. <laughs> so obviously you're not unfamiliar with working out. 
or the gym. Mm. So talk to me about your first introductory to boxing and how difficult or challenging or was it? I mean, I don't know. I, you do tell me. Um, I have never felt more uncoordinated in my entire life than my first day in the boxing gym. <laughs> really? Which speaks volumes to the legends culture that Adrienne was talking about because I came back because <laughs> I felt that uncoordinated and I still came back. Um, the atmosphere is, it, it is all levels, which is so great. There's all levels, all ages. It's a, it's a constructive competitive environment where people are encouraging you to compete against yourself and to push yourself and to get better. But it's not like, Hey, I'm better than you, or you don't look as good as I do on the bag. It's never like that. And that is something that is really cool and very unique because I think that most people feel that in most fitness settings where there's a group setting. So huge shout out to legends. You guys are doing something right. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I, I, I did athletics. Like, I mean, I, I was, I played soccer my whole life. Yes. I'm really into like weightlifting and, and like hit training and a lot of CrossFit type stuff, though. I don't do CrossFit out of any box or anything. Um, but I had to rewire my brain for a lot of different things. The stance is different. Like you aren't squared up with your toes pointing at the person and your shoulders pointing at the person. Like it's different It's a completely different stance. And I had to learn how to get comfortable in that stance and then comfortable moving from that, like moving in that stance. Are throwing, you comfortable throwing now? Throwing punches. I'm getting more comfortable. I think every now and then, like when I get tired, I can feel myself start to like revert back to squaring up. But I am so much more comfortable now, which it is so much easier <laughs> to throw punches when you're standing the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I, I remember when I very first started that first week, so many times I heard the phrase, try not to throw with just your arms. And I'm like, I'm throwing punches with my arms. I'm punching <laughs> like in my head. I'm like, I'm freaking punching. What do you want me to do? Punch with my foot? Like, but then it makes sense. Like you're trying to involve your hips, right? Cause that's where your power is going to come from. So it, it's just been, it's been a good, it's been a really good learning experience for me, but it, it definitely, I know you like to compare it to golf. Um, and that is exactly what I compared it to right when I started was mm-hmm. golf because golf, it doesn't matter how, athletic you are or how well you can swing a baseball bat even or something it it's a stick you're swinging it it's still it's not gonna it's not gonna transfer over like it's a different thing it's all about technique it's all about learning how to move in a different way so I mean athletics and stuff help you to a certain extent because you've moved your body before (laughs) but you gotta you gotta learn how to like to to rewire your brain and get comfortable in different positions for a long period of time. Now you said that perfectly and something that over the many of years as a coach that over the thousands of people that I've trained, what I've learned is athleticism is the ability to comprehend. And that's really what it is. It's not like I, I have had people where I can imagine other coaches would have just like walked away from and been like, you're never going to get this. This is something you are never going to do. You're just not athletic enough. And it's really the coach didn't take the time to figure out how to explain it to that person so that it comprehends to them. That's it. And so legends, what, what we do is we do take that time. We take that time with the person who's going to get it like this. No problem. Because what that time is, is, Hey, rotate your foot for me. Okay. 
and they comprehend it. Okay. The other person who may not have experienced that or is maybe not as athletic as what someone would say, you might just have to explain it a little different, or you might have to go to the extent of this is how you turn a doorknob. Okay. Mm -hmm. Grab their hand for them, put it on the door, turn it for them, push the door open and they go, Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I'm glad that you actually said that because that is the reality of it that I found as a coach is it's just different levels of comprehension. And that's why legends is for everybody and works mm -hmm. for everybody. So now that you have tasted boxing, is it something you're going to do forever now? Yeah. 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 I definitely can't, I can't imagine my life without boxing now. Um, when I, when I first started, um, my husband and I, we got a heavy bag for the basement and, um, we got oh, a, was speed, it a legends a heavy speed bag? bag. It was not a legend. It's not a heavy video bag, of it, but <laughs> I know. she's wearing her OUR gloves. Okay. Yeah. okay that's fair. And they're legends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we got just a, a little bit of equipment for, for my basement. And I was thinking like, this will be fine. Like we'll yeah. just, we'll, I'll use it while I'm training, whatever. But now I've found too, because I still work out at home a lot. That's what I want to do. Like, uh, that's what I want to do. It's fun. And it, it's, it's such a different form of exercise. It's also for anybody watching that is like considering getting involved. It is disguised cardio. You don't know you're doing cardio. <laughs> well, you do because you're breathing hard, but it's disguised because it's fun. Like it's not just one foot after the other. Monotonous. Well, I'm like, going to educate you again. <laughs> so boxing is anaerobic. It's not cardio. That's why boxers have to do road work. And that's why we have to run. That's why we have to do it because it's just not enough for longevity and sustaining. Cardiovascular is keeping your heart rate above fat burning for an extended period of time. And when you're doing three minutes of a heavy bag work, after that three minutes, yeah, your heart rate is probably pretty up. But now you get 30 seconds to allow yeah, that come heart back rate to down. come down. And then it's going to go to this and it's going to do this. And then in between workouts from bag work to conditioning exercise, you're getting that cooling down effect, right? So through the whole hour, you're maintaining more of a resistance training and fat burning training when it comes to the exercise portion of working out. So, so yeah, I encourage cardiovascular exercises, which usually are done outside of the legends boxing gym, <laughs> all of my fighters. So for example, while I was training in competitive boxing, I was running a minimum of four miles every day I trained and we were training six days a week. So that should tell you, that should tell you a little bit this is yes, cardio or cardiovascular exercising is in addition to what we do. So if you really want to train, if you're fighters that are listening and you really want to train, here's some free advice for you. Get on the road and start running because you need it. You need it yeah. for longevity and sustaining. So now let's talk, let's, let's go back EFN. Let's talk EFN okay. a little bit. <laughs> And I'm going to see if I can do this. I'm going to see if I can get these to rile each other up. She's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys are wonderful, no. but you're we, still going to punch each other in the face <laughs> come May 13th. I mean, that's happening. All right. Like, can you tell me what lineup are you in? Where are you at in the card? So we're going to be very first. Very first. Of the 11 bouts. Okay. I can imagine that because you probably have just a ton of stuff you have, have to do after. I have stuff to do after. after. Yeah. Okay. Well, what happens if she knocks you out? We are not putting that into the universe. It's I just it. did. No. Like right it's, now. I no. just did. <laughs> We're going to go out there, give it our all, and I'm going to walk out not concussed and being able to click through my little show flow. So, <laughs> Is that how you see it happening? <laughs> I'm going to train as hard as I can. 
Courtney, the show flow. <laughs> the show flow. Yeah. I tried, you guys. Yeah. I tried. They're really, really super sweet. So I, I tried. I think I was the only one talking the crap in that whole entire scenario. There. We'll both go out there like animals. Yes. We'll both go out. 100%. There, 100%. But we do still like each other. Yeah. It's actually something that's really cool about boxing. Even if you watch it, like, there's a lot of real, there's just a, a sense of respect. Like, of course. And it's really cool because a lot of sports aren't like that. I 100% agree. Although when it comes to like with sparring, because this was my first time sparring, I hadn't done any sparring before this was the emotional side of it is tricky to kind of overcome because there's a lot of people like at Lehigh specifically that I'm very close with like friendship wise. And we started sparring. It's like my gut reaction is why are you hitting me? Like we're friends. (laughs) And so getting over that was something I was not expecting during trainings. And now it's gotten over it but it is an emotional sport in fact like you are hitting each other like something may happen who knows and so that it's super interesting to see that side of it as opposed to just be like oh yeah go spar have fun here's your schedule <laughs> well have you developed any stronger camaraderie relationships with those people now that you oh, have yeah. punched them in the face yeah well and for reference so the current national head coach kylan withers we're office mates he's awesome he's incredible um him and several other member coaches Brigham abbott chris udall beto um steph from Lehigh, I was already tight with them. I already viewed them as very close friends, but this entire opportunity has just upped that level in terms of, A, I'm here a lot more training. B, they're having to give me critical feedback and constructive feedback and all these things, but it's been cool to kind of take that bond to the next level of what was already strong because I already do spend so much time here. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, there's there's a buddy of mine, really good friend of mine, that I'm hoping to have on the podcast one day. That he says, you love people, but you never really know how much you love them until you punch them in the face. (laughs) And that is a very true statement. There's like, (laughs) prove me wrong. Go watch a boxing match, even a pro boxing match, not amateur boxing matches, but go watch a boxing match. And at the end of that boxing match, show me one that those guys don't go to the other corner and put their arm around the guy and give him a kiss on the head and tell him good job or whatever the case is. And there's that, that camaraderie that happens between two warriors getting into a ring Mm -hmm. and just beating each other. So I love that you guys are going to come out like animals. It's going to be great. Screaming banshees. It's going to be amazing and fun. (laughs) So May 13th, you guys, efnboxing.com. Yes. Get your tickets now. I am I'm telling you right now, all of the tables are sold out, so you can only get general admission. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. Okay, general admission is only available, and I promise you it's probably pretty thin. So I would get on now, today, get your tickets, and be there, May 13th. And everyone has to come to the after party, too. Yes. Oh. Yes. Aren't you having a birthday, like, right before that? Yes. My birthday is May 10th. So this will be my first time being able to attend the after party and not help plan it. And I need everyone there. Where is the after party? (laughs) I need to officially get it locked down. So I will announce it as soon as it is officially locked down. Okay. All right. All right. So wait for the announcement, guys. But (laughs) that ticket, that GA ticket or table, gets you into the after party. That's all you got to do is show up to watch them and entertaining entertaining night of fighting and then we get to go celebrate all of everyone's victories and just getting into a ring and boxing for EFN win or lose is a victory you guys so we are going to celebrate everyone's victories so again thank you so much for Legends Boxing Operation Underground Railroad thank you both for being here I'm very excited this is going to be 
Such a great event. I mean, seventh generation. This is the seventh time we've done this, and they only get better and better. And with FitCon, a ticket to EFN gets you into Saturday of FitCon's Expo. So make sure to go check out that. the hall. It'll be the hall over. Thank so, you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. And this is actually something that's, I think, the fifth time. Fifth or fourth. Fifth, fourth remember. or fifth mm-hmm. time that we've done this in collaboration with FitCon, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, FitCon gets bigger every single year, too. So, again, thank you guys so very much for putting some time out of your day. I know you're very busy to be on here. Um, prediction. Come on. Give me a prediction. You got three rounds. <laughs> We're going to kick round. some ass. Is it going yeah. all three rounds? I feel like it's we... awkward if we don't vote for ourselves. Yeah. So. Okay. How about this? Yeah. Since you know all of the fighters in the fight night, which fight are you most excited to watch? To watch? <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. There's some good ones on the lineup this year. I mean. How many fights? 11. 11. Okay. Yes. Um, in terms of excitement. I don't, that's a hard question. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing Stacy Gardner and Joey Hannah's. Uh, Stacy is the accountant here at Legends, so I'm just out of supporting her, but I, I'm stoked for the main event. It's going to be, it's going to be a good show. Okay, guys. Yeah. You heard it. Yeah. Everybody heard it first. Legends Boxing Podcast. <laughs> Love you. <ya. laughs>